Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Christina. And this is our podcast, Let's Shoot the Fat. fat. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the new episode of our Let's Chew the Fat podcast. Today we have another interview. Her name is Anna. And again, we talked about living abroad, the struggles that come with it, but also why it's great in our opinion, <laughs> our unbiased opinion. Um, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. And now... We, I think we have to talk about the five seconds of summer concert. I think this <laughs> weekly recap is going to be just the five seconds of summer concert. So it was on Sunday. Yes. And we bought these tickets a while back. And we, from the get-go, first of all, the tickets, I think we talked about that then. It was a struggle. We almost didn't get them. Thanks to Christina just refreshing the page <laughs> over and over again. We got them. Yes. And from the get-go, we were set on, we were going to try to get to the front. Mm -hmm. Did we succeed? No. <laughs> I mean, I just can't comprehend a whole Sunday in general. Yeah. I mean, we got there. We decided to, like, get there at 2, which the doors open at 6.30. The concert was supposed to start at 8. You know, I saw somebody say that they didn't open the door yeah. until eight yeah i, I guess that that's too. why we that were standing in line and not moving it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah so they opened the doors when the concert was supposed to start and they also had an open act so obviously that was a little messed up they didn't start until nine but it was fine but by the time we got there there were already just i don't know how to describe this it was just people camping on the sidewalk basically and it was on already streets yeah quite a good amount of people and I mean the anxiety levels were high from then on, but we we found a spot, we hung out there. I feel like we were definitely in the like further half. Yeah, right. I mean we were like we were doing well considering we came there at like one thirty PM. Yeah. And the concert was or the doors were supposed to be open at six thirty, so we were there like five five hours early. And, wait, is that five hours? More or less, yeah. Two, three, four, five, six. Yes, yeah, five hours. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure that the math is math. <laughs> um, and so we were there quite early, I thought. Because usually, if I go to a concert, I come like one or two hours early. But to be fair, it's true that I haven't been to like such a huge concert inside a venue and what like with that type of fan base you know like we were thinking before we were like we need to take into consideration we're in spain how much is spain like <laughs> five seconds of summer we need to take into consideration that this is like the fan base like five seconds of summer one direction like the most like dedicated fan base ever there's a lot of factors that come into play and people yeah. were dedicated i mean we saw tiktoks saying that people were there at like 7 a.m and they were not, they weren't in the front. No, like, they, they were like 100 like people. Rows, yeah. yeah that's insane. Like, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, the dedication. Like, mm -hmm. I guess it would have never occurred to me to get there so early. But I guess it's just because I don't have an experience. Like, from now on, I will know that if I go to yeah. One Direction concert one day when Which they get we back will. together. Which we will. <laughs> I will have to basically spend the night there. Well, 100%. I mean, if they if One Direction gets back together and they do a tour, you'll have to start camping like a week before. 
That's I mean so that's going to be if you get the tickets. That's going to be a whole true. a whole issue. Yeah. But to be fair, like the waiting part before like these 5 hours they flew by. I was so scared that we're going to be too hot because like the weather was kind of hot but like our outfits we were trying to go for a vibe. A vibe and also so we're not cold, we're not warm, whatever. Um, I was scared we're going to be hungry, we're going to be bored, we're going to be uncomfortable, everything. And it was fine. Yeah. Like, we were well equipped. We had a lot of food, a lot of water. When and we- we're very entertaining. Yeah, of course. So. so it was literally flying by. It just went by so fast. So I was really happy about that. Also, we got a spot in the shade, which was also nice. So we weren't hot or anything. And then, I mean, the the longest part, like what felt like the longest was when we all got up, like the line kind of... At 6.30 when the doors were supposed to open, everybody kind of got up and then we stood in the line for another hour. Yeah, which was only an hour, so five times less, but it felt like forever because we were excited. We thought we were just going to get in. We were also stressed about like getting inside and getting good spots. But in the end, we had nice spots. We were kind of, I don't know... I think we were in the like middle of yeah, the, the standing pit. area. Yeah. The pit. Yeah. And it's also amazing because like the people walking by, like the people who lived in that neighborhood, their like confusion as to why the hell <laughs> all of these people were sitting on so the sidewalk. So many people came talk to us, like ask what's happening, like where are standing here? And it was so cute. One woman I think thought we were 13 because she started talking about how like this is amazing, the commitment. And how when she was 13, she wanted to go to some concert, but somehow she would have had to go with parents whatsoever. And so we should enjoy it. I was like, we're not quite 13. (laughs) I was 13 a decade ago. But yeah, everybody was super sweet. And the concert itself. I mean, how do you put it into words? We're all all just like in this weird, like I have not been able to be productive. Or honestly, I can't do anything for an extended period of time without going back and watching the videos or listening to their music. I don't know why my head is still stuck there. And I feel like we're all kind of in this weird, like, you know what? concert depression. I look era. at I looked at the video of like filming us when they came on. And I cried. I don't even. I cried. And I, let me tell you, like, I was a Five Sauce fan. Yes. But, like, I wasn't, I mean, to be fair, like, I don't, I realized I don't follow almost anyone on, like, social media, even, like, artists. Because, like, I like so many artists these days that it's just, it would be just overwhelming. And also, I realized that it's not too much fun to follow them because they don't really post too much. No, they used to. Yeah. Like, 2014. So, I mean, Louis Capaldi's TikTok is the best thing. I mean, he's still, he's still doing well. He's still yeah. doing well. So, I don't, like, really follow people. I didn't almost even... I don't think I knew their names. Like, now I'm very educated. You know their names. I don't know because I just... I don't know. I listen to them. She's here for the music. Yeah. Well, not anymore. <laughs> now I'm obsessed. Um, but... So, I didn't expect to like um our friends like Sophia and Laura they were saying oh I know I'm gonna have this like quote-unquote post-concert depression (laughs) and I was just like huh you know I was like she thought she was better than all of us (laughs) (laughs) I truly did not expect this but do you know what I think I think what I think was 50% them and 50% like you guys 
Because, like, it was such, like, a nice experience. Oh, that's what you mean. No, no, no. I thought you meant we dragged you down. No, 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 no. Like, a positive experience. Like, I had such a nice time, like, with you waiting there, with you in the concert. Because, like, I told you, like, back home, I don't have a lot of people that would would love concerts and that would love with me. This much, this much. Exactly. So, now, being five people, four people... (laughs) For people, this excited and like just enjoying the experience, it was amazing. No, it was honestly one of the most incredible concert experience I've ever. And I was standing there, you know, I I've been to like a couple of their concerts before, and I always there. My first ever concert was Five Seconds of Summer, and I always thought like maybe I'm biased, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, maybe I just think their concerts are so great because like they were some of my first concerts or whatever. But I was standing there. And I was just looking at the stage. I was I was just there and I was like, this is like, honestly, yeah. does not compare to any other concert. Yeah. Like, they're really good at this. And I don't yeah. know what it is. Me neither. But it was amazing. Because it wasn't like, there was no, I mean, it was a great show, great production, but like nothing. Nothing special, no. right? And still, it was so incredibly <laughs> special. I don't, I don't know why. But yeah, so now we're in this like weird phase where we just want to just read and listen to our music and watch the videos from the concerts. Like literally multiple times a day. I just, not even our videos. Like I go on TikTok and watch like other people's videos. I'll take whatever. Yeah, the girl who was in the front row, I want to see the concert from her perspective. Of course. The girl who was up (laughs) in the seats, I want to see it from her perspective. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me how obsessed we are right now. Like, yeah. I did not, I, let me tell you, I am being completely honest, I did not expect this at all. I kind of did. <laughs> but, but still, you know? No. It was great. So great, that's great, our rant about five seconds of summer. <laughs> Love that. If you still can't go to a concert, just go. Just go, honestly. Just go. You know, I had a thought when I saw that they're like... I think they were in in Portugal. That you wanted to in, fly out. I was like, oh, we should fly somewhere and see another other country. Honestly, another thing that I was going to say and that I just forgot. <laughs> I was saying this was our rant about Five Seconds of Mars. We were talking about <laughs> the... <laughs> you know, I literally saw a TikTok about that. People always make that joke and you made it with <laughs> Um, no meaning to. Oh, I had a really good point. Mm. Oh, oh, yes. Here we go. Here we go. Also, another thing that brought me a lot of joy is I. They hadn't come to Spain in a while, and I don't think they thought they had a really strong fan base here. And I don't think they thought they would like sell out the concert. I don't think they thought it would be like people would really like sing along or whatever. But it was the most incredible crowd. It was very full. I don't know if it was sold out, but I mean, it was full. Well, it must have been, no? Because we had issues getting the tickets. But we were in the pre-sale. Oh. And everybody was saying every word. And they just seemed so, like, genuinely surprised by how excited everybody was. And, like, genuinely, like, happy about how excited they were. We were. And they said, like, oh, we will make sure to, like, come back next time around. And I think they genuinely meant that. I feel like yeah. they were like, wow, we need to come here more. Like, we have people here who love our music. So I just wanted to mention that. Very <laughs> proud, very proud. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could just talk about this forever, but I don't want to bore people. So let's leave the concert here. Also, why Lauren is in a tank top and I am wearing <laughs> this hoodie, you know, tied around my neck. I probably got... 
a little bit of cold from the AC or something. I, honestly, I don't know. But I'm a little tiny bit sicky. So that's why I look like this. Just for people who are watching, as I always say. So Yeah. We really enjoyed getting to talk to somebody else who's living a similar experience to us and kind of talking about the ups and the downs. So we hope you enjoy this other perspective too. Um, yeah, we love getting to ask her all of our questions. So we'll get right into that now. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And maybe to start off, you could briefly introduce yourself, where you're from, mm -hmm. where you're living now, just the most the basic information. Yes, okay. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you both. So I now I'm, I'm living in Prague uh, this year. <laughs> uh, Christina, she's laughing, I think. Uh, yeah, you are from Czech Republic, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, and um, I was last uh, last year I was in France. Uh, this year uh, I am in uh, Czech Republic, and I work there as physicist in a company. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's all what I do. Uh, I enjoy Prague. I really like this city. It's so easy. Uh, you can do easily everything there from uh, early morning to. <laughs> Till uh, night, like it's easy to to go out, go come back home. Transportation, uh, everything is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's all. And uh, mm -hmm. next year I will go to France again. I will go to Marseille. Uh, I will do my PhD there. So from last year, I was like, I'm just moving from place to place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I was uh, one semester in Paris after I was in Lille. Uh, in North France, uh, after I moved to Prague, and I will go again to Marseille. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and where yes, are you? Yes. Where are you originally from? Uh, Greece. I'm from Greece. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I was okay. there. Uh, I studied there physics uh, for six years, something like that. And after, and I moved to France for my okay. master. Yes. Okay. Yes. And where did this whole like idea and motivation come from to study abroad in so many countries and cities? Mm -hmm. uh, actually, the first idea, because um, after when I was already abroad, the one, it was the next step of the <laughs> the previous one, you know, someone proposed me to go work there and I was happy and I just, yeah, so the first idea in general to go abroad, I wanted to try something new and um, uh, I wanted, uh, I knew that I want to follow some, the academia and I knew that uh, academy in uh, Greece is not so well paid. And you have to do, you know, second job and yes. Uh, still, for example, in uh, Czech Republic, is uh, the things are much better than in Greece. But it's still, uh, I meet all the time students in my company because it's a research company. And they still, you know, they have to do their PhD and work at the same time because uh, the money for academia, they are never enough. So, yeah, it was a kind of combination that I want to go out, meet new people, but also the uh, the budget part, the economic part. Yes, and I never regret, at least till now, with all this experience I, I took from abroad. Yes, yes. So that's, uh, it was just to meet something new and uh, to practice English because they are very useful for 
uh, all the type of job everywhere. Yes, yes. How okay. old were you when you first left, like your your home country or your hometown? Yeah, so now I'm 26. I left uh, till it was 24, let's say. Yes, when I first left. I, so I'm two years abroad now, and now I'm going to the third one. You went to France? Yes, yes. In Par- I was in Paris at first, yes. Mm-hmm. And what did you study there? Uh, so I continue uh, the physics I did in uh, in Greece, uh, and it was more specified in Paris. It was uh, biophysics, and uh, it was a kind of continuing of my studies in Greece because I studied pure physics there. But I wanted to switch to bio in order. Uh, my purpose was to uh, to ha- to work on treatment later. Uh, to do some research for treatment reasons. So that was the first point and yes. And what like what's your situation with the languages? Because you obviously you've lived in in France where they speak French, you've lived in Czech Republic. Um oh. what languages do you speak and what has it been like navigating life in different languages? Yes, uh so that's a nice question. <laughs> I speak like uh in um so I speak the uh, Greek and English and uh, I had a degree in French but I had a long time to to practice it, actually. Uh so it was a bit difficult in start in France with the language. Uh but the thing that I knew from before some things make it easier so with practice now I start to understand more and more and Yeah, I think I will get advanced uh, now that I will be uh, back again uh, with Slavic languages this year. <laughs> it was uh, very, very difficult to can communicate because, it's, you know, the contrast is too far, right? <laughs> so uh, with Czech, uh, I had some Czech in my uh, in my company. I did some Czech. Uh, Prosim, <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, it's very difficult to <laughs> to get adapted. Uh, but I think I know many people. They are from US. They are from all around the world. And by staying there for years, they can they can speak Czech now. So if you want something, I think you can do it. <laughs> yes. So you didn't know any Czech before you went to live in Prague and work in Prague. No zero. Zero, <laughs> and uh, it's is even very far from French, right? And English, and the accent is yes. different. <laughs> Everything is different. Yes, yes. But uh, in Czech Republic, uh, people I met at least uh, they're very, very friendly, and they want to to explain to you, and uh, they're really ha- in gen in Prague because it's. I mean, Czech Republic is not only Prague. We know Prague because there most international people goes. But uh, in Prague, the people who are there exactly is international, so the everything there is adapted to it. So it's things are not so difficult. So you had no issues like speaking English with like other Czech people. Like, did they know English? Uh, yes, in Prague, in the center, uh, most of the people I met they know English, and if they I don't know. They, if they don't know, they try, you know, to speak with some movements and and uh, my company is pure international company. Like, uh, for example, my manager is it's Czech, but uh, other people are from around the world, so it's not uh, 100% Czech company. So the main language is in English, so it's fine 
for me. Yes. To be honest, in France, uh, the the environment was more difficult. You know, they they had more the uh, they willing you to speak French than in Czech Republic. Czech. <laughs> What that was what mm-hmm. I felt. I was going to ask because I know maybe it's stereotypical, but I feel like French people don't really like to speak English, or at least when I was in France, I had kind of issues trying to speak English with their people. How was your experience? Yes, uh, f- yes, yes, uh, and you know, if you are in a cafe, for example, you in or in a restaurant, it's fine. You will communicate. They will understand what you want somehow. But uh, the biggest thing is uh, in public, uh, uh, you know, uh, public uh, services, for example, your electricity, stuff, internet. So there, if it's for a payment or something, you want to communicate, you want to understand what the others say. And it's very significant and you cannot have this many times in France, for example. In uh, in Prague, for example, I mean, you know, this is uh, some other person who uh, met something different, perhaps say to you something different, but as I experienced it, uh, for example, in electricity companies, they have uh, English line, was perfect, I could communicate in English easily. So, yes, yes, I think this is... Um, Uh, how uh, native uh, people who uh, native people they want to um, how to say uh, they want to uh, reproduce again and again their languages in order to exist in the same level because you know if you sp- stop speak Czech in Prague after two generations for example anyone could could or more international people come inside they will use to English more and more so I don't know if this is It's bad for you that you go there, but it's also good for the same, uh, for the country. To don't forget to speak your language, that I tried to say. Yes. What some big culture shocks were that you noticed in between the three countries that you've lived in so far? So, okay, so in Greece, my native, <laughs> my country, uh, I mean, there is uh, the sea, right? So the the culture... And uh, everything is related to uh, uh, vacation, summer. Uh, this is the uh, the I mean, I mean the de- daily and how the people uh, like to be there because of this mostly. Um, in France, uh, about culture in France. Uh, I mean, the people, I mean, you know, they have some specific um, uh, program schedule during the week, for example, uh, uh, the, um, uh, during the, the, in Sunday, they will meet all together, eat all together uh, between families. And uh, I like this, that they have everything is on schedule. And for example, during week, the people will not go a lot outside to have drinks and something. But during weekend, you will see everyone outside. And uh, and almost everyone follow this. Uh, even the the bars, for example, and the restaurants, uh, during week, they're not open till late. And... Um, In Czech Republic, culture is beers. <laughs> uh, and, uh, 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 Czech people, uh, they are so used to drink beers everywhere for 10 in the morning. 
And what I like a lot in Czech Republic, it was like I see all the uh, ages uh, being out and dance, like even like couples that they're like 50, 60 years old, they're outside dancing nonstop. So it's not this separation. If we are young, we will go out to party. If you are not young, you have to stay home. Yes, yes. It was really impressed me this in Czech Republic. Yes, yes. I have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever like envision your life to be like this? Like, did you plan, you know, that you wanted to go abroad to work or study or did you just somehow like happened by mm -hmm. itself? Uh, yeah. So uh, I think I start to dream about this uh, when I was the last two years in the university in Greece. Uh, because I have some friends and some uh, relatives who were, they were already in France and I knew that the academy in France was really good. There are very good schools and in general they, they have a huge influence in research. Uh, so, uh, and yeah, after this, after the idea came, I started search searching about different master programs and uh, I found some programs I really like. So I say, why not? If I have this opportunity to to go why not um so yeah it comes uh the last years of the university before no i i didn't have any idea about this and um i want to refer here that is very significant i think for uh schools and universities and in general educational um in inside the educational education system to Uh, some in, some in, to can give some information to university students and um, like people who uh, have the opportunity or they want to go uh, outside abroad to can be informed correctly because everything is about information. Uh, it's people they have no idea and they're so good student, for example, and they don't know the the ticket, you know, the passport to go outside because they don't know where they have to apply, yeah. And uh, this is very different from country to country. For example, I have some classmates from Vietnam and they were uh, mm -hmm. fully informed about everything. <laughs> and they came to us and say, ah, this year, for example, we have to do this, 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 this document. And I'm like, how do you know all about all of this administration? And they're like in the last two years of the university informed us exactly about how we have to come and do these things here. So the life was easier for them. Yeah, and I want to refer to this because mm -hmm. I think it's really significant to to share this, like uh, to be in, in the education system, in the universities, like inform the people. Uh, we are living in a so, how to say, international people traveling all the time around. Uh, students want to go abroad, explore. This is a kind of, uh, nowadays, very common, right? So it's good for students to be informed, like to know more and more things. Yeah, definitely. Was that decision easy for you, though, to just like decide to go abroad and that was it? Or did you have to like think about it? Was it where you maybe a little bit scared or was it just like easy? You were ready to go. Mm hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, so I think this this kind of uh, psychology uh, pass from different levels. Like uh, you're not how sometimes you are happy you're abroad. Some other times uh, you miss your own country. You miss your home. And uh, I think the the starting point, like the first year, for example, 
is the most difficult because uh, you are really, uh, how to say, not flirting, but you are really uh, thinking about uh, why I live home and I am abroad, why... And um, so I think uh, every time you have something to lose and something to gain, to be far from home, for sure it will be sometimes a bit, um, how to say, uh, you don't have the same pleasure to be with your close to your culture, close to everything you were used to, right? Um, but um, in this age specifically, because I separate in my mind how, for example, where you want to stay when you are 35, for example, or 34, and you want to be somewhere stable and not traveling all the time. Not all the people think uh, the same, of course, but uh, as I have it in my mind now that we are young, is an opportunity. And if we don't do it now, we will never do it. So this make me have more motivation and really make me to to love um, to be abroad. Loving means uh, to to give opportunity to new people, uh, to new things that you can uh, uh, meet when you are abroad. For example, I have some activistic team now in Prague, and I'm coming more in contact with activism. And uh, I really like this because, for example, in Greece, I didn't, we didn't have so much activism as in, is in Prague. So yes, all of this, uh, I think is, you have to think that something you gain, something you lose. But if you want to, uh, to ask me the overview, I, I really loved, and I will not uh, exchange it now with nothing that I went abroad, because two years before I was a different person. Like uh, all these experiences. I think you cannot have all these different experiences if you just stay in your own country and yes. You briefly mentioned it before about like being far away from family and friends <laughs> and that that's difficult. Um, so how do you work on maintaining those relationships? Yes, yes. Uh, so um, as we, yeah, we already intro, uh, so uh, yeah, sometimes it's hard. Uh, I said um, that's, to that you really can keep some good uh, friendships you have from your country and uh, i mean there is what where you see that uh, uh, where who is the good friend because actually uh, the good friends are are there to for us to support us and even if we are from far not just to go out and have fun right because they really care for us and they really want to learn about our news so uh, it's actually in this part is good because I really keep people who are uh, so close to me and we really uh, have love for each other. Uh, but um, yeah, sometimes sometimes you miss them. Like this is kind of, uh, uh, you cannot avoid this if you have long time to see someone. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, that I want to, uh, to refer is that... Um, when you uh, when you were back in uh, your country, for example, you were younger and you have some conditions. For example, you were in a university with some friends, and uh, after this university, is not all the people stay in the same city because everyone wants to follow his dream. So other people go uh, inside abroad in Europe, or other people perhaps they go out of Europe, and everyone try to do to, and to build his own career so the thing that i all the time think and make me feel uh, that this is just life is that we grow up and if we if i was back for example in my city from my friends it would be one or two friends there because all the other left because 
Yeah, it, that's that's how we grow up. Uh, so um, yes, this helped me a lot to to feel that uh, uh, we just grew up, and it's not that me I left from there, and everyone is there in the same condition. It's just uh, the conditions change, right? Because sometimes we think this and say, "Ah, oh, my friends," but is anyone in the same city, same place, right? <laughs> so, and this actually uh, happened to me. Uh, before I went to France once, I was even in Greece, but uh, my university finished and I left this university city for one, like half a year, something like that. And I just came back for four months. I was in the same, I was in Greece, even Greece, but I came back to the same city. And because my friends left, it was like, it's another city. <laughs> I had some great time before when we were all together, the same people. And uh, it, I was even in Greece and I felt that I am abroad like how to say this it's like people who make the place so it's also this if you are somewhere I mean if you change every year uh, yeah. location yeah that's very difficult because you it's like you have to do effort again and again but if you are abroad for example and two three years you stay in a place or uh, after you change like you also can have a good environment there it's not only in your country uh, you can have a good friends, but yeah, that's, I mean, is I think it's very good to keep your good contacts from your country, like childhood friends, very good friends, but also to, to think about this and give opportunity to yourself to, to really meet different people with different cultures and yes. Yeah. But how, how do you, you, you said yourself that like you move quite often or at least these last couple of times. How how is it to move so often from one tree one country to another country? Yes, uh, so uh, so last year I moved two times because um, my master's degree was in in Paris, but uh, I I found a, a lab I want to work in uh, in different city, which is also new because you are in France, but you have to do new friends, so it's like you change actually country. Uh, so it was because of work. It was because I found a very good lab. So I say, okay, uh, it's a f it was also the first time. And after my master, I wanted to find, uh, I wanted to find PhD actually, but PhD is kind of slow to come if you want to choose what you really want. And uh, so I wanted to find the job after, um, till to find the PhD I want, till the time I find the PhD I want. Uh, so this uh, job from Czech Republic, it came very early. In it is a very good company, uh, so it was about timing actually. It was not uh, I didn't want to leave the time pass uh, because I wanted to start having experience directly because the things now in companies and in general are very strict. <laughs> they all of the people they want you to have many years experience when you are twenty four, which is actually not possible. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a bit impossible. Uh, uh, person at his 24 to have four years experience like he has to be from <laughs> in a company from when he was a child so the things are a bit strict like that so yeah it was a good opportunity and uh, it, it I felt that I would be very quickly independent by doing by following the same field for from what I study so I say instead of uh, staying and wait for a job that it will come uh, perhaps in three days, perhaps in one year or six months. Uh, let's go there is a good opportunity. And I didn't regret, even if 
I did all of this move uh, because uh, now I'm more fluent to many things. Like I worked in a company like, uh, and uh, I, I see how to cooperate in more professional uh way uh, because also to be a student and to be to work in a company is a bit different it's not so far but it's a bit different so in the end it was a good experience um but uh now i say that i want to stay somewhere <laughs> for at least three four years i because it needs effort again and again to make an environment make new friends so i think is good at some point but you get tired at some other point. So it's good to move, but I think as human, we need sometimes to be stable, you know. I met people uh, who uh, actually move all the time because their job are like that. And I ask them, are you happy? And they say, no, because we don't have our quiet zone. We have friends, like we are like splitted everywhere. So everyone is different, but for me, like now is the time to, to stay. Uh, somewhere for some years yeah. so yeah the PhD came and I, at least I know I will stay for three four years somewhere yes and after we see uh, it's a bit tiring in general but uh, I mean it's a bit tiring but also you have ex new experiences mm -hmm. yes but it's not to do it forever for sure at least from my point of view it's like first you don't have um I mean, to have good friends and to have a good environment, you have to spend time on it, right? The friends, they don't come and you are good friends from the first day. So you need this time. And I think people who they don't really know you, uh, they cannot make you happy. You cannot make them ha really happy. It's just you spend time on them, go out for a drink. This is not like a very deep relationship. And yes, it's good to have people who we can really communicate in our life. So I think this needs time. So in that point, it's good to stay, I think, longer somewhere, not just move all the time. Yeah. No, that's true. I have a more, like, practical question connected uh -huh. to this. How much or, like, how many things do you transport from one place to another and how? Ah, you mean uh, the luggage. Okay, yeah, it's difficult as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're blessed that transfer <laughs> companies exist. Yeah, so they can um, help you. Uh, but it's uh, difficult and it's costly. Uh, every time you, I mean, you cannot um, transfer from a country or uh, even in the same country, uh, city to city, all of your stuff, like, um, for example, only the kits and stuff, which is very expensive, like your plates, everything. So you have to buy, when you go somewhere, you have to buy new, right? Uh, also, you have to give to rent, you have to give deposit, you have to give oh. all of this money. I mean, for renting a new house. So this is also a big disadvantage for moving all the time. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's a, a disadvantage for sure. And uh, so, yeah, practically, the moving is transfer companies. If you, for example, now that I will move to France, I will take transfer company to help me because I have a lot of stuff in Prague. Yes. So it's, I mean, the 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 bad thing is costly. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> And it's tiring for you, right? Because you have to, all of this energy is not for all the time. Yeah, I can imagine. But it's, it's also that, um, how to say, you, you are, uh, I, I think as I saw that you are doing your master, like right? you're still student. A bachelor, we're doing bachelor. 
you're doing better yes uh, so is also that i wanted to say is also that you don't know what it will come for example you don't want to move uh, but a nice master degree or a nice i don't know job opportunity come in berlin for example with a very good salary uh, you see your environment the people who will you will cooperate are looks pretty nice Uh, at least in the start point of view, because people, they look nice in the start, but in after, perhaps they are not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we don't have to trust everyone. Um, so, yes, you will say, ah, I don't want to move, but this is a good opportunity. And when you are young, you want to take, I mean, your CV, you want to try to to take more and more knowledge, more and more experience in order to achieve your goal at some point. And uh, yeah, this is always a kind of, uh, uh, how to say, you have to find a balance because you don't have to, to achieve your goal and lose yourself. So you have to really uh, think the things and sometimes you don't have choice with the meaning that perhaps this job come, but you don't have another uh, proposition at this time. But you don't, go, you don't want to go to your family house and spend half year there. So in your CV is half year empty. <laughs> so it's like many parameters yes yes and uh, you never know exactly what it will come uh, I think especially in the start because I mean after four or five years when you have experience you will have many choices you will say I want to go there and do this and people they will say yes come because you will be very useful for them but in the start till to achieve to be very useful you have to a bit go with the flow yes uh, of course like you have to see your what you have and ch choose but uh yeah so the the thing that you change all the time is comes also with this like what i have to do how i to do this for my experience yes so it's many parameters yeah that makes sense and do you maybe have like one favorite thing about each place that you lived in like each country that you lived in okay okay for my my country i have to go there for vacation and spend one month in a tent in some island <laughs> and uh, be disconnected for all social media and everything and and yes this i think is very significant to really sometimes you find your own peace and be disconnected and um About France, uh, I like the people I met here actually um, because uh, somehow it's like very, at least in my environment, in the lab I work, like the people are very, um, expect, expect that they want to speak to you in French after this. <laughs> uh, so they're very um, kind, like... Um, They're very, uh, they put all of their energy or what they do. And they, for example, I find a lot of uh, activists also in, uh, in France that are people who um, take care of many uh, social uh, uh, phenomena. And... Uh, And the way that they they communicate with you and they they're a very kind person. I don't know how to express. Like they they don't think the bad for you. They they are in another level of uh, thinking to do uh, things that 
um, are kind. Uh, like, uh, for example, uh, except for going out, uh, having beers, we, they have some new ideas. Like, uh, for example, play, playing some games that they will connect us and uh, um, doing some other, go, going for a walk. Uh, they also love nature. Like, so what I uh, like here is doing different things with the friends I had here and um, be kind to each other. Uh, I never had the kind of uh, bad experience, like, um, yeah, this, this, that's, and they, they kind of uh, want to, uh, to know about your spiritual thinking, about the um, uh, different topics of uh, discussion, for example, what you believe to this and this is not just daily things. For example, also, yeah, it, they're very op more open mind from what it was in Greece, at least from my experience. Um, too many things like LGBTQ communities and stuff. So yes, I like in France that the, I found a kind of different level of discussion, communication with the people. Uh, which is out of the basic, you know, it's like you go one level more and it's because, and this is because the, we know the basic here. So let's go to another level. Let's discuss about uh, activism. Let's discuss about, uh, you know, we don't, we don't face up uh, like daily problems, which is, for example, that uh, uh, like, I don't know, like things <laughs> like, for example, that um, how to say uh not that uh, that uh, for example sexism and patriarchy doesn't exist in 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 France and social problems doesn't exist of course but uh, at least in a kind of academia community uh, the discussion is out of this so i really like this uh i don't i cannot say i like the the food in France uh, compared to comparable to the prices <laughs> uh in contrast this with the uh, Prague in Czech Republic i love the food uh you and as i know uh yes um you have um, also your own products there for example um your own animals and stuff uh in north czech republic some areas as they told me and um yeah i like the food in in czech republic and uh, sometimes the it's very heavy <laughs> and um what i I like a lot also the last one I like in Czech Republic is that the people are more cool there in the environment, for example, in the work environment. Um, for example, in France, they're a bit more strict, you know, they will check you more. In Czech Republic, once you are doing your task, once you are like, uh, they know that you are working, you are not at home and chill, they will not overpress you. So I like the, the human base I met in Czech Republic and uh, in some I think in some countries it's missing you know uh, like they they have some technical companies uh, you have some technical companies but it's still uh, for example I was discussing with my manager and I sent I said to him that um, I met a lot of ner nerd people in my master degree in France and uh, some discussions we have it was out of like they say to me just clearly we didn't have life we just study all of these years so in and my manager say yes is what we want to avoid here like to don't over be you know too technical too uh 
too much um, how to say studying and don't have life and this. So in Czech Republic, I like this a lot. That is more cool. It is more <laughs> like human, you know. Yeah. Now I want to ask, where do you feel most at home right now? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, surely in Greece. <laughs> Uh, I feel. I mean, I feel home because I know it's. Uh, I know everything there. Uh, so uh, yes, so this. But uh, I don't want to go to Greece to work. Like um, I like that uh, I'm still in France with the conditions that follow the job and the PhD. I will do. I will do. So. I, I see, I start seeing more practical, uh, except for the emotional, where I feel more home, is also the practical. So, I, of course, home is, it, I, I feel always Greece. Uh, I feel home when I go there. But um, I, I, after trying and after uh, thinking many things, um, I I don't feel that I am very far from home if I am, for example, in France uh, or even in Prague um, because uh, I get adapted to it now. So I'm happy. I'm still happy there. So I don't have big problem to like be somewhere else for now, at least for some years. But if you want to ask me where I really feel home, of course, when I go uh, back home, yes, always. Yeah, I and think where <laughs> do you envision yourself living in maybe ten years? <laughs> I don't want to leave Europe, to be honest, because I had some discussion with some other uh, like friends. They want to go US. Me, I want to be at least in Europe because I don't, um, I don't find the reason to be so far from home. Like to want to something happen or to want to go back. For example, if you are in Europe, you you can go back home at two hours, right? You just book a flight, and uh, you always have the money because you are in, for that. You are abroad <laughs> from your country, or like it's a reason that you are abroad that you be also very flexible to money so you you all the time can book flights if something happened to go back home or something like or even to visit right like if you want to do vacation three times per year you have vacation days you can go um so i don't want to go out of europe that's for sure for me at least to stay there um I think if I uh, I have a choice and I mean I have a thinking when I will be it will be between uh, France and Greece. Uh, in ten years, I accept if I mean you never know, but uh, in between these countries now that I'm thinking I will be happy too, and um, in in France. Uh, that I I like is I start to understand the language now, uh, like better because I I had as I said before I learned I knew from before French somehow, so I mean you're when you understand the language from where you, where you are it's pretty cool right you go to a supermarket you understand, um you go somewhere else you understand so yeah, <coughs> so I see France like. If I be in a level to really speak French in one, two years, it will be very easy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, from my experience, like, you really don't know what it comes, like, um, from year to year. Uh, that's I, I for sure want to, to, 
to plan to at least not moving all the time in the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's like to stay at least somewhere and be more stable. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Completely. Yes, I after this discussion I would like to to ask you about your point of view but it's not this interview <laughs> <We'll be trying. laughs> okay. yeah i think from our side I've... those mm-hmm. were all the questions we had for you so thank you very much thank yeah. you thank, thank you, you for coming me. and answering all of our questions thank <laughs> you very nice and to the point questions that's like someone who be will be abroad can think and uh i think it's like some uh, the people who already don't have the experience Uh, I think it's very very helpful for them like because uh, you want someone who passed this to to tell you what it comes to him and of course every experience it will not be exactly the same but I think it's very useful to at least to hear other point of views to don't feel alone sometimes <laughs> yes yeah we agree <laughs> yeah. yes yes have you been reading not much i think i already talked about this in the last episode i finally finished all my summer books and now i've been reading happy place Mm -hmm. which i'm hoping is gonna be one of those books how many pages are you in (laughs) not much i think like 30 but i also haven't had a lot of time but i mean so far it's not going well but i still have hope that it's really gonna just capture me okay what about you Hmm. I mean, I promise. I'm very <laughs> jealous of her at this point. I life. promised I would talk about the robber bride, right? Yeah, just okay. So the story about this book is that I watched Margaret Atwood's masterclass last year. I don't know, last yeah. academic year. Yeah, whatever. And I love her. She's really nice, really smart. Um, and so I was like, I need to read one of her books so I can like learn from her writing, not only from the course but from an actual book so what I did was I asked my dad to give me one of her books for uh Christmas in general um and since I knew what I was getting I was like just choose a book so at least there's some surprise you know and he gave me the robber bride and I didn't I mean I started reading it in the summer because I just couldn't get to it yet and then in the summer I was like this is the perfect time to read it so I started reading it and I just have really mixed feelings about it because after I finished it, I do feel like the story is good. Like the uh, the idea behind the story. <laughs> it's just the way it's written. Like to me, it was so unnecessarily long because it's about, I think, three, technically four like friends or not even. It's about three friends and then one more woman that did weird things And so in the beginning, there was like small part, like about something like, you know, all of them were together and whatever. And then there were like these huge three parts explaining basically the whole life story of these three friends. But for each of them, it was like 150 pages. And so it was like interesting to read about their lives. But it's like if you're reading four different books, you know, Mm. and I didn't really know what's going on. I was like, why are you explaining everything this Uh, like to me about these characters and like how does it play together and like at the end I understand how 
But it's to me, it was really just like unnecessary, and there were so many details to I was every say, little thing. It was very descriptive, right? Yeah, which yeah. I know it's good to be descriptive when you're writing, so you can like see the things in your head. But for me, it was just too much. Like there, I just it was really annoying and frustrating at some point because I was like, it's I just tell me the point. Like I, yeah. I just want to know the point. So honestly. I wouldn't really recommend this book because I was struggling with it a lot. But and that's the, the sad truth. Yeah. I don't know. And it makes me sad because I love I feel Margaret. like you really wanted to like it. Yeah, yeah, I really did. But maybe I just have to read one of her like other books because this one is yeah. from the year 94. So maybe. And it was published in 94. So it might be even like mm. older because she did in the course. She did talk about like um struggling with it in the beginning thinking about publishing under like a male pseudonym I think maybe she even did I don't know so maybe I'll just read one of her like newer ones and see if I like that but I really struggled with it and as we said we both really wanted something to like pull us in and so I started reading Malibu Rising by what's her name Taylor Jenkins Reid Taylor Jenkins Reid because I already read Days of Dreams on the Six mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from her. And Lauren has another book from her. So I borrowed it. And I absolutely love it. I'm obsessed with the story, with the characters. You know, it kind of gives me the vibe of Days of Dreams and the Six in the sense... I mean, like, the vibe of it in general. And then also, like, the way I'm thinking about the characters and the story. Right, even if right? I'm not reading. Which I love. It's like... If you're watching a reality TV show, because, you know, these people are real. And so then you're, like, thinking about their stories. And it happens the same yeah. with the book, which is amazing. I love it. It's, like, complex. But I can, like, relate to the stories or, like, topics that are in the book. And I just, I really love it. And I'm reading it so fast. I have very little pages left. So I'll just finish it. And I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do next, though. <laughs> Read the next one. You have a next one? No, but somebody does. I think Sophia does or Laura does or <laughs> okay. somebody will have it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And have you been watching anything? I watched um one movie called Sitting at a Bar with Cakes, I think. Mm-hmm. Sitting in Bars with Cake. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, I just wanted like something to watch while I was eating dinner, basically. And I thought it was going to be, I don't know, like rom-com comedy type of situation. And it just turned out <laughs> to be the most heartbreaking thing I have I mean, not the most heartbreaking thing I've ever watched, but incredibly heartbreaking. And I don't know. I mean, the basic plot is that this one girl, well, they're two friends and the one friend convinces the other friend because she's really good at baking to, I forgot the exact number, but they set a goal of like, I'm going to go to 30 bars with 30 different cakes. And she's kind of trying to get to like know people Mm -hmm. like she's like romantically, I guess. Okay. That's the goal. Um, but it turns out to absolutely not be about that. And it's just, I mean, it is about that, but it's kind of just the red. Oh, I don't think we say that in English. Like, it's just the kind of basis. And then another layer, another storyline is built on top of that. But it just okay. kind of keeps it all together, that one storyline. And it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I would recommend that, I think. Yeah. But not if you want a romantic comedy, because <laughs> it's not a romantic comedy. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I watched anything this past week. 
just yesterday I finally started watching Gilmore Girls again because <laughs> I was thinking about like which show do I want to rewatch this semester because every semester I just like rotate in between like my, it's my what staples do. my favorites yeah. exactly but I, I, I don't know I just couldn't decide I was like oh so do I want to like start watching a uh, a show because now I've been doing well with like listening to podcasts when I'm uh, mm. cooking or things like that and I was like that's probably quote-unquote like better than watching your series which it's not it's fine like both of these things it's are just, fine to do yeah. um I just don't want because like more girls have like around 40 minute long episodes mm. and so then you know what I'm eating and I eat for maybe 15 five minutes, minutes five minutes <laughs> that's what honestly I, do. I look for a whole movie in order to enjoy yeah. my meal and then in five minutes I'm done exactly and then Obviously, I want to, like, finish yeah. the episode, you know. But I'll just start, like, what is it called? Like, turning it off. Yeah. And, um... I guess that's the good thing it. about podcasts. It's kind of easier to just... I mean, I guess it depends, too. Because I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the type of person when, when I'm, like, I need to finish this, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I do it even with podcasts. Yeah. So, that's the issue. But, yeah, nothing special. I mean, I love Gilmore Girls. And I th- feel like the fall is, like, the best season went to watch it so i did start watching it again and i really love it so that's it so thank you for listening christina (laughs) song of the week (laughs) i do this every time (laughs) but i remembered fast okay you remembered it yourself yeah um honestly (laughs) i just have some five seconds yeah yeah. it's gonna be that It, it is for me yeah which one did you choose a car- 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 carousel carousel nice because I-, I liked that song before the concert and now i'm obsessed with it mm-hmm. that always happens to me with concerts like i go in with different favorites then i go out and this song i loved it live i love it so much I was tempted to choose their song, but I already said one last week, and I could just I go every remember. week. I think I said one last week too, right? I think I said Bad I don't... Omens. Really? Well, if I didn't, then Bad Omens also deserves a shout out. <laughs> I mean, all of their songs deserve a shout out. But I'm gonna go with "Never Get Over You" by Mikolas Josef, which is a Czech guy, but okay. he does music in English too. I don't know if he does music in Czech honestly well he does some English music for sure and this song I did not expect it like I don't listen to him I saved a song a couple weeks back or maybe even months back and I liked it and this one is even better so go check him out it's a really nice song and now that's it (laughs) right yeah Um, (laughs) see you next week bye bye Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to get in touch, you can find all of our information in the description below.